Hey guys, Steven here from Geek Nerd Tech, and I've got something very exciting to tell you. You've seen her fly, now watch her move to a brand new network. The CW has a new hero when Supergirl lands October 10th. It's the season 2 premiere of the show critics call Pure and Blissful Fun. This season, the Man of Steel will finally be revealed. Supergirl's Melissa Benoist teams up with Tyler Hoechlin, the newest Superman in the DC Universe. It's a superhuman family reunion when these Kryptonian cousins join forces in the fight for justice. And if you're wondering if the next president will be a woman, we have your answer because Linda Carter, the original Wonder Woman, guest stars as Supergirl's commander-in-chief. Even though Supergirl has her hands full fighting evil full-time, Cara Danvers is facing changes as challenges of her own. She knows what it takes to be a hero, but Kara is trying to figure out how to fit in with the human race while taking on a new job, new friends, and a new love who's out of this world. An evil corporate empire will rise that bears the name of an age-old nemesis, Luther. Supergirl and Superman come face-to-face with Lex Luthor's next of kin, Lillian and Lena. As you might expect, the Luther family shares a passion for power that can only be satisfied by a different kind of green, kryptonite. Supergirl, all new episodes every Monday, now only on The CW. Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech on Black Hollywood Live. Today, Facebook is making a push on all fronts. And is Snapchat really worth $25 billion? Let's see. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live's Geek Nerd Tech. TJ Premier. Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech on Black Hollywood Live, the show we break down uh, geek news and tech news and nerd culture from a black and brown geek perspective. Yes, sir. I don't know why I keep messing that up. Uh, I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined by Keely Shine. What's up, Keely? What's good, man? How I'm, you doing? I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. Loving this Gangstar, man. Gangstar. Guru. 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 R.I.P. Premier. And, uh, and DJ Premier. Yeah, um, man. What, like, how do you... Is DJ Premier overrated, underrated, or properly rated as a producer? I mean, he's definitely top five producers. Right. I think he's properly rated. Like, his... I mean, the span of, of his his tenure, I mean, he's still cooking up beats. And just, like, the diversity like for him to be able to do stuff in different time periods and mm-hmm. just different genres, like, and just the usage of sampling. Like, he's, I mean, have, he's undeniably top five. Right. And I, I agree. But what do you think about his ability? I don't know. What do you, what do you think about... Um, his uh, ability to be diverse. I mean, is is he kind of like a one? But 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 I'm saying, is he kind of like because what he does? He's a, is he the the knock on him is he's a one trick pony, but it's a really good trick. Like in terms of the you know the, you know his you know his use of sampling and scratching and kind of how I he mean, does his thing. You can make that argument with every producer. You could say Dr. Dre is one trick pony, sure. you know, right. or you could say. Kanye is a one-trick pony, right? Maybe not as much as Kanye because he's super diverse. But yeah. I think Premier, I mean, Premier kind of gave birth to a lot of these producers. Absolutely. When you talk about like um, uh, Ninth Wonder, you yeah. talk about uh, that's, good. that's great. Um, uh, what's my man from? I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Um, uh, Black Star, um, Reflection Eternal, oh, Telefrally, uh, and High Tech. High Tech, high tech. Yeah. Like, all these guys yeah. is high you know, tech. Ninth Wonder is definitely children for me. That's, that's a really good point. Uh, plus, I think I think what he did with that, I and mean, this is going back a few years now, but um, the that Christina Christina Aguilera joint, "In No Other Man," was a real was a really good example of a good yeah. kind of like pop R and B song exactly. that that one hundred percent felt like DJ Premier. When you think about it, it was exactly. just a I mean, dope he, track. He had records with Craig David. Yeah, I mean, he definitely was able to to to, to bridge multiple genres. That's why I, I love him. Yeah, he's um, one of my favorites. Sophisticated in terms of just man scratching and just yeah. the sampling. It's just dope, man. It's it's also a hallmark of a great producer when. You know, as a as a hip hop 
artist as an MC, you feel like you haven't really made it until you've had a premiere beat. Oh yeah, you, you can't. Need, you know, that's a stamp of approval. Yeah, you can't have. Yeah. It is, you can't name one person who has a work with DJ Premier. Biggie, Nas, all Every, of them, Jay Z, Jay Z, all the greats, even yeah, the Beastie exactly. Boy, everybody. Exactly. <laughs> you know, people are like I need a, I need a premiere beat. One hundred. So. Interesting. I mean, well, but damn, bro, you, you ain't got no takes on Guru. <laughs> oh well, Guru. I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a just gangstar from literally day one. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I've been, I've been gangstar from from day one, first album, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I have every record, um, every early, early on every record, mm-hmm. anticipating every record. Um, so yeah, you know, Guru is the best. We, we were talking offline about Jazzmatazz. Jazzmatazz oh, yeah. was also. <laughs> Interesting experience. Great ensemble of albums. Great. So I, I, I just, I just actually downloaded them all from um, Apple Music to revisit them mm-hmm. because I kind of forgot. And I think we were talking about that last one, whatever it is. I don't think I even heard it. So, so I, as I just contradicted myself, say I'm all things gangstar. But why well, am all things gangstar? I'm not all things jazz jazz. I hear it, but I mean, you got to think that 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 concept fusing jazz and hip hop, like we see see that all the time now, especially with like you know artists and albums like Robert Glasper. I think he was innovative with that to be able to, like, yo, I got my my hardcore, you know, street. Hip hop stuff, but yep. I could also flip it and do some really sophisticated, really incredible and sophisticated music with jazz. Exactly, not only <laughs> incredible and sophisticated, but really just kind of deep, deep in the jazz cut, like pulling out deep, <laughs> exactly. deep jazz dudes. Exactly. So you know, it's also good to. It's also like a weird thing where you're giving young guys and hip hop guys sort of like you know an opportunity to see where where this music comes from. Yeah, and the similarities you know? because right. jazz and hip hop in terms of improvisation and freestyling, yeah. we do it with the instrument, we do it with our voice, like there's parallels, you Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's great. Last thing I'll say we this is the all guru <laughs> gangstar podcast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Last thing I'll say about that is um the thing about gangstar in general is and people the knock on them is they're kind of same ish sounded cuz premieres kind of the same ish and guru's voice is very monotone and same ish so they're very hard to listen to like a whole album straight through of all gangstar which I kind of disagree but I do agree but what I will say about that is uh you can just grab any gangstar album and play any track and it's banging Oh yeah, so that that's why I love a gangstar. Like, oh, what's it? Oh, okay, who cares? Oh yeah, and it may be tough to listen to the whole thing back to front, mm-hmm. but you can always just pick a random track, and it's going to be on point because that's what Guru and Premier do. So. Yeah, and you know the the, the latest homage with uh, Luke Cage, all the, yep. the episode titles are you know giving homage to Gangstar. Yep, and I think that's pretty cool too. Yep. So cool. Well, um, let's, let's let's talk about uh, the, the the gangstar of the <laughs> internet, Mark Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg. It's a horrible segue. Uh, uh, so Zuck, we did a lot of talk about Google last week. Last two weeks it was all Google all the time, and I think Mark Zuckerberg hurt us because Facebook is making some moves this time. They're like, you know, we t- we talk about um, Facebook either when the new thing comes out, they either try to acquire it or they try to make a better version of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like they have the intel early. So uh, the new thing is that they're, they're launching something called um, something called Work. Um, which is a social network for your office is essentially going after Slack. Yeah. And and Slack is a very very specific thing and not not everyone knows about it but if you're in an office or an office setting or you use office communication if we're probably using it, it's taken over big time in, in Silicon Valley mm-hmm. and, and, and in Austin and in New York and and yeah. here in the entertainment industry people are losing, using it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um it, it it I've only used it a little bit. I've used it on a number of projects. I, th- I think it's I think it's I thought it was yeah. great. Yeah. I think it's a, definitely a great way, especially when you have a bunch of email clutter like I do exactly. coming through and you miss emails. Just streams and stuff. Like, streamlines it, you know, yeah. keep it in a central place. Uh, so <laughs> what, what what Facebook is rolling at work, which is their answer to Slack, and I, and I think that you know with the Facebook, you slap the Facebook brand on it, 
and you you have a platform that people are already using already, it may work or it may be tainted because it has a Facebook name. What do you what do you think? No, definitely not tainted. I think this is this is what Apple has done. You know, Apple wasn't the first company to to make um, a MP3 player. They weren't the first company to make you know a a, a, a touchable um, device. They weren't the first company to make a, a tablet. So same thing with Facebook. They don't necessarily have to be inventive in the sense like, hey, we originated this IP. We're just augmenting it. Right. I mean, we're in a remixing society where, hey, even though we talk about Premiere, like, hey, he didn't necessarily make make the make the music he yeah, sampled and make exactly. something dope out of it. Same thing, you know? So I feel like that's that's the advantage that Facebook has because they have the user base. They're able to look at a company that's maybe you know generating some attention and be like, hey, we'll throw you some bees, we'll throw you some some money and, and acquire you. Or if you don't want to be acquired, then we'll we'll just do it better than you, like yeah. Snapchat, you know, yeah. Instagram, yeah. you know. Absolutely. So, I mean, then they have the, the what's what's fascinating to me is that snake snake book. <laughs> Facebook has the R and D and the money and the bandwidth and the brains uh, up there to be able to pivot and do pretty much anything. Like, so when they hear something, they hear something done, they're like, oh, let's, we can do that. And they get in there and they, they figure out a way to do it. Now, not, not every time, yeah. but, you know. I mean, um, it's, it's, to, it's to the point that we make a lot on the shows. Like, you want a platform wants to keep their user base in the ecosystem. We don't want you to leave. Once you come in the home, right. we want you to feel good. Right. And we're going to give you the best couches, serve you tea, give you right. the red carpet treatment. That's and right. so, <laughs> hey, we're going to give you everything you need. Like, you don't need to use Slack. That's we right. have that. We, yeah. have, we have the best version of That's it. That's right. That's so, right. Yeah. So I mean, we'll see. I I, uh, I personally, you know, because me personally, I mentioned that sort of Facebook stigma because I, I personally have that. This is a Joe Braswell problem. I have, I have Facebook has a bit of a funk on it to me, so I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why you say that. <laughs> I don't know why you. I don't I'm just, get it. I just, I'm just I'm just really really anti Facebook. I don't I, think, I don't know if it's the idea of it. I don't know if it's I'm just I saw the social network and I just you know I don't know I don't know what got me, but I'm just really having a real problem with it. But anyway, speaking of which, Facebook also. Uh, yeah, you know, made a move and they released their own standalone app for events. It's kind of there. It's kind of it's kind of like a a hybrid of of iCal, which they already existed, which is a dedicated thing, and something like Eventbrite, which is sort of like a way to integrate all the stuff that you're getting filtered through Facebook anyway, yeah. stuff that's getting filtered through the web, and all put it all in one place, one one dedicated place. Uh, which is also very smart. I think it's super smart. It's, it's very similar to what they've done with Facebook Messenger. Right. You know, that used to be a part of the ensemble of Facebook, but now they made it a standalone app and doing the same thing with this. It's another way to, you know, another monetization play like hey and and we talk about them going after slack and or you know instagram owned by facebook going after snapchat i feel they're going to go after like ticketmaster like you right. said eventbrite and be the the centralized destination point for you know events for for ticket sales or for any type of event be it birthdays be it you know the the local event being the the, the concert or the sporting event i think that's that's the move that they're trying to make to be able to have all that in one place and to be able to use that as a way to to generate even more revenue and money so right uh i agree I and mean, this is this is kind of also an example of what we're talking about with google where you know once you once you have established all of first of all you establish the giant ecosystem of, of facebook or google whatever it is and you establish that and then you establish all these little miniature features mm -hmm. that you have within that and then you just drop one thing that kind of consolidates them all that that 
But that's just really smart. You can't do it to the ground up. You can't just make a thing and then have everyone come to you. But you can't have all the things already and then like, hey, all this shit we already do, I'm gonna put it all in one place. Events. Dang. And then have it have it be its own thing. And then all that all that all that does is just all, it, it helps consolidate and strengthen the users you already have, makes yeah. them not want to leave. And then it also pulls other people in, like, oh, I can do this on Facebook. Same thing with you Google. Know? Google has an ensemble of apps. Like they're they're all apart they're all apart, but they're also all also singular. Right. You know, Gmail is singular. You know, all YouTube is singular. Right. You know, but even they're still under the umbrella of Google. So I think Facebook is kind of doing something similar yep. as, as Google is doing. You know, and Google was able to pull that together and say, "Hey, all that stuff, we're going to put it right here in the Pixel." Boom. Exactly. You know, and so uh, do you think um, do you think Facebook's going to have hardware? Hardware in the sense that they're going to make a device. Yeah, the, the, um, the Facebook phone, the Face phone. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. That might be years away. It might be. It might be something completely different that may not be in, a, in a, like a, a outward facing alignment with Facebook. Like, for instance, like Oculus is hardware. Yeah. Like, if Facebook owns it, I could see them acquiring something. That makes sense. But it wouldn't be named the Facebook phone or yeah. something like that. You know? It, it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I I also often wonder the value, and I mean, Google's you know, going to find out. But I also wonder the value of. Um, of of the consumer electronic business at this point, like, is it you know? I know people buy shit. People are continue to buy actual products, but like, if you're like, what what is the advantage of actually spending money and developing like a, an actual handheld device? Seems like it's kind of a loss leader to me. You know, if I'm already making billions on on not developing something hard, yeah, I, I don't I don't see why that would be strategic, strategically sound for them at this point. Um, I mean, but like for instance, like I just brought up Oculus. It's a new medium, so of course they want it to be on the on the the groundbreaking. They want it to be on the on the on the basement floor of that, right? Um, and so I think that's why they acquired them. But I'm sure there will be other other mediums that arise in the next few years that if Facebook's going to want to have an early entrenchment in. And so I can see them them streamlining some of the, these Facebook standalones through maybe the new device that hasn't been invented yet. But right. I, don't, I don't think that's something we'll see tomorrow. Right, I agree. <laughs> Uh, continuing on with Facebook because this is like almost the all Facebook pa- pa- podcast. Uh, Instagram, <laughs> owned by Facebook, um, just hit a hundred million daily views with Instagram Stories in just two months. The, the shit launched two months ago, Woo. and they're already at a hundred million daily Woo. views. Which, which on one hand, you could probably predict because Instagram had a crazy amount of users. You know, there's definitely overlap between people who use face Facebook and I mean to use um, Snapchat and Instagram. So the idea that you can do your Snapchat shit on Instagram Instagram or versions of it, uh, it, it would make sense that people already know how to do it, know what it is, and people were using it from day one. Right. Um, there are a lot of people like my sister who are like, this is stupid, but who also who, who are there. You know, um, I've actually yet to, yes, I use Snapchat, I've yet to use Instagram stories. That being said, this is incredible, right? Yeah, 100%. I mean, we talked about ages ago on the show when Instagram did the same thing with Vine, when Vine was the hot shit because they had the, you know, the six second video or whatever, and Instagram didn't have video at the, t- at the time. And so then when Instagram said, you know what, hey guys, 15 seconds now, and pretty much we don't even talk about Vine anymore. And so I feel like this is the same move strategically that they're doing with Snapchat, being that Snapchat's valuation is $25 billion and they have, they have a lot of users as well. Like they want to be able to, to silence them, to shut them out. And so I think... I think it's crazy that you could take, I mean, it, it's, it's business, it's how the world works. You could take someone else's idea and almost call it the same thing right. and, and do it better. And I think that's, I think we're, we're going to be in a war pretty soon. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I think we're, we're in the war now, to be honest. I do too. Uh, well, speaking of that, that's an interesting question I want to ask you. Uh, I'm going to ask you just 
dead or alive to some companies. Uh, this one I know the answer. Uh, Meerkat, dead or alive? Oh man, who? What? <laughs> dead, right? Man, okay. Uh, Vine. Meerkat was dead on the on the t- on the birthing table. <laughs> dead on arrival. Dead on arrival. Uh, Vine, like, dead or alive? Man, I mean, I think it's irrelevant. I mean, I think it's niched out. I think it's 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 for a niched audience. And when you juxtapose it to to other platforms that offer video, I don't think Vine is. I don't think Vine is generating revenue compared to Instagram or compared to Facebook or compared to Snapchat. So not even not even not even an argument. At a certain point, it's just kind of like a parlor trick. Like, I can you do something in eight seconds? Can you do it? It's all sort of comedy, all kind of whack comedy, in my opinion. Or or singing or doing stuff like right. that. Right. And the question is, like you said, does it do advertisers want to be a part of that? So I don't know. Good okay. luck, Twitter. All right, and then uh, next, uh, 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 Periscope, dead or alive? Um, I, hey, I, I think Facebook got them. I mean, when you talk about Facebook Live, mm-hmm. like, why? I'm in the ecosystem. Most of my friends are on Facebook. Yep. Like, why do I need to go out of Facebook to stream live? No one's on there. Yeah. Like, the, the users aren't there. So I want to be able to, if I'm going to use this as a platform to, to speak to people and connect with people, I want to speak to where the people are. Yeah. Unfortunately, they're not there. I've been doing a lot of watching. I've been doing a lot of Facebook Live watching lately. And that's just very interesting. Not, not a bad platform. I did a lot of, um, The Ringer has a lot of Facebook Live stuff. So um, their, their political show, Keeping the 16. Another podcast which I like. They do a, they do Facebook streaming before the, before and after the debate. The debate. Mm-hmm. And I was watching it, yeah. but they simulcast on Periscope and Facebook Live. Yeah, why uh, not? But you know, I'm sure they're they're what they're getting from Facebook Live far exceeded Periscope. 100. So I think it's that's an interesting question. Yeah. Uh, well, moving on to that same vein, Snapchat is evalu- evaluated. New valuation came in 25B. 25B. You know, we, I, can, I, I have to say this every time. Bubble, Re- bubble, bubble. Remember when, <laughs> you know, Facebook uh, tried to offer them three Bs and then they said no to that. Yeah, and everybody was like, what? Are you crazy kids? You're stupid. Three billion? And now they're sitting at 25B. The question is, is it really worth 25 billion? Like, what, what are they doing? Like, what, really? I mean, these valuations in the, in the, in the tech age, that's, that's a lot of people will argue, you know, when is the bubble going burst? Like, a lot of there's, there's a lot of this inflated. There's a lot of this manufactured. Um, but I mean, when you think about their user base and their potentiality for adver- for advertise advertisers and revenue, like it's up there. They have a low, they have a low uh, low numbers in terms of their their employees, in terms of the infrastructure. So it's like they're not outputting a lot of, of money in terms of that part. So it's like, hey, we have users, we have we have the audience, we have a captive audience, and we have advertisers. So yeah, right. we we. We can we can our valuation makes sense, right. but I don't know about the sustainability of Snapchat when we talk about them battling you know some of the, some of the other foes that that are on the horizon. So. Yeah, I mean that, that's the thing. Like you know, at a certain point, Snapchat. What Snapchat does, Instagram has proved this. What Snapchat does is not sort of is is not a. How was the word I'm looking for? It, it's it's replicable so far. Like what yeah. they're doing is not proprietary. Well, not the glasses that you said you were going to buy. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's replicable too. <laughs> <laughs> Click. Uh, nah, I, I, but yeah, I, I feel like that what they're doing is can can be replicated and maybe improved upon. Like people can just study Snapchat, so we lay in the cut, you know, study Snapchat for like two or three years, and then blop, take it know? home. Yeah, yep. and then and drop something else. So I, I I really wonder and worry about. Uh, Snapchat's future, although they just they still seem to be sort of reinventing. I think it's more of a story. What's interesting to me about Snapchat is less about what the app does and what the app's capable to do. It's really more about 
uh, how we consume media and how we share media. Right. And so I think that Snapchat, where they're smart about that, is all of their when they launched their Snapchat. Uh, Discover. Discover, and then it kind of improved upon that, the new interface with that, and now it's just kind of improving, improving, improving. Um, Lo was telling me that, you know, I laughed at her, but she's like, "This that's where I get all my news, the Snapchat. I was like, what? And I went on there, and I'm like, oh, you know what? It's not much different than Twitter. I was telling people two, three years ago, like, I get all my news from Twitter, and people were like, what? And then I'm like, yeah, I get every, all my news from Twitter, because everybody I follow is on Twitter. They, they are linked to their articles. I can mm-hmm. know what to read, know what to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the same thing on Snapchat, mm-hmm. except that you don't link to the full article, and you get the, the abbreviated version of the article from mm-hmm. the same people. It's, again, it's about how people consume media. So yeah. Snapchat seems to be at the forefront of that. Now, can people replicate that? You know, moving forward, I don't see why not. But they've got the, they've already got the user base. Yeah, they have the user base, but, but then so did Friendster. Nah, <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't diminish them to, to that. I would say they're definitely. So did MySpace. MySpace had a user, user base too. Yeah, but I think they're smarter than MySpace. I, I don't think that. I don't think that if I were to. to put money down on the on the fight between Snapchat and Facebook. I wouldn't put my money with Snapchat. I'll put it with Facebook. Yeah. I think Facebook is more I mean it's more ubiquitous, it's more captivating. Sure. It has more tools. I mean, but twenty twenty five Bs versus hundred Bs is definitely <laughs> whatever Facebook's at is ridiculous. You know. And yeah, being that Facebook owns Instagram, I think Instagram is gonna take it. They're gonna take it from them. Yeah. I, I, I kinda do too. I, I really don't see Instagram I, I don't know. I I'm I'm this part of me is rooting for Snapchat but Snapchat's got to do a lot about sort of uh, they've got to do a lot in shedding their millennials only um, model. Yeah, model. Yeah, that's their business model, and, and also the, that's their brand identity. Their right. brand identity is like millennials only with the ghost and the yellow, and and that's working for them because millennials. And maybe the, the bet is you you take these millennials, they grow up into you know thirty and forty year olds who 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 who, who have that brand loyalty. Yeah. Maybe not, but I mean we'll we'll see. It's very very interesting to find out like you know how that how that plays out, but. 25B and growing. We'll see. Um, Moving on. uh, This is unbelievable to me because this is something people talk about all the time, which is the idea of having the first fingerprint reading handgun, which is (laughs) like, would be, do a lot to sort of solve a lot of our our gun issues. And the technology's there. It doesn't seem like it's impossible. You see this on a bunch of sci-fi movies. I I, want to say, yeah, I think think maybe Minority Report. I can't remember. Let's just say so, yeah. I know, because they did everything else. Exactly. But you've seen this technology before. I think Blade Runner had it. But the idea of, like, having the gun that won't fire unless unless it knows it's you is is a great idea. And a 19-year-old built one. Uh, Jeffrey A. Fowler yeah. um, built built the first fingerprint handgun, which I think is dope, except for the fact that it's a 19-year-old fucking with handguns. But, hey, you know, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think of this? I mean, I, th- I think it. I mean, I think it's a great um, synthesis of uh, technology and, and defense. Right. Um, and I think that in the sense of, of getting it out of the hands of children, I think is great. Um, in the sense of... And send this. I mean, I think it could be also exploited for. I mean, we always talk about this. It could be exploited. There's always two sides to the two sides of to a coin. Um, like if someone t- takes the gun from you, and I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I, w- I would say that it, it it seems like a great idea because it's able to protect um, protect. I guess the public from people that might either take a gun and use it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. So I think just simple to simplify it, I think it's good for that. I wonder that how, how how difficult it is to, to to disable. I mean, like in other words, if you stole a gun, that's or what I'm you, saying. You yeah, procured like, a gun illegally, can right. you just you're like I'll, I'll I'll take out the the fingerprint thing? But uh, but I do. I mean, look, I like it because you know for a fact that, and also with in terms of crime, like they'll always know who fired a weapon. 
you know, because they'll, they'll be able to identify who fired that weapon. Like yeah. because if, if if you kill somebody, they gonna know. Yeah. So I don't know. I think, I think Touch ID on the weapon, huh? We'll see. I mean, you know, I mean, we'll see. I guess we have we have it on our phones. Yeah. You know, so I don't yeah. know why they can't on guns. Um, next, uh, Samsung, who is in a bunch of trouble. Just exploding shit. The new versions is exploding. Don't you got one? Uh, nah, I do you not. Just said, you said last week you wanted one. No, Come on. No, I did not want one of those. Oh, you said you want the Google Pixel. That's the what you Pixel. said. The Pixel. First of all, I didn't say I wanted it. I said, right. I, I said that I, it's, I can for the first time say, I don't. I can't say that I'll be Apple loyalist forever. Okay. Now, now, okay. I've never even said those words, but like Google, it's a, Google's making a very interesting argument for another ecosystem, another world to join. Although I'm pretty much an Apple loyalist, but I am not. I'm a Samsung. I'm on the opposite side. Uh, Samsung is. I'm the North. Samsung is the South. Like I, I'm not. I'm not with it. Okay. Not like our boy Manuel, who's <laughs> ride or die. But uh, so Samsung is. You know, is trying to take some 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 attention off of their exploding phones and have teamed up with uh, Viv, who are the guys who are originally made up Siri, Siri. who yeah. did Siri. So who were kind of we did a story on them uh, like a few months ago, and they're yeah. kind of floating out there doing their thing, trying to figure it out. Well. Samsung's acquired them and, and said like and they they make the argument that you know we did um, Siri you know we 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 did the best the best version of this AI yeah and we've improved on it already right and now we're offering that technology in our brains to Samsung and Samsung said come on over yeah so do, do is this is this news I think it is news because I mean we talk about Google Assistant we talk about Siri Cortana we talk about the Echo Amazon Echo. Um, Vive, I think, you know, being that the, the brainchild of Siri came from these guys that are now creating Vive, they, they were the they were the uh, the leaders in this space, the artificial intelligence space, and mm-hmm. to be able to develop something that's even more advanced than Siri and offer it to the competitor, I think there's bad blood between Apple and the, the creators of Vive, so yep. I think they want to be able to say, you know what, hey, we did that, now we're doing something even better, and, 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 and F you, Apple, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, so I, I and I think Samsung needs something like this to to stay you know relevant and, and stay in the in the competing sphere of of of, of you know the the uh, the assistant the the AI assistant and so I I think that this is the future um, the bot technology the artificial intelligence is only going to get more sophisticated and be able to do more things and and serve us in, in more efficient ways so I think that. These guys are gonna these these guys are gonna be in the news again. I, I bet you that. You know. Interesting. What do you think? You know, you doubt it. You seem you seem doubtful. I just don't know if I care. I, I, I don't know if I care until they until they make me care. I think that like it, it it's interesting that the timing of the story is interesting. I feel like they needed something to sort of get get the attention off their exploding phones. I think that the acquisition is fine. I don't know what more they're gonna be doing uh, than uh, Allo or whatever else or Cortana or or Siri, but. You know, we'll see. I hey. don't know. I don't know. It, just, it didn't really it's move my needle, but to be determined. Yeah, to be determined. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, so moving on. Uh, speaking, of, man. Speaking of the company that's in trouble. I mean, they, they've been bought by Yahoo. Man, first, you know, they went from sixteen sixteen billion evaluation to to like five. Uh, then they were then they were purchased, <laughs> and then after the purchase was well in flux, they announced that they've been hacked, right. and everybody Yahoo account is already in debt. Which I kind of knew already because I was for the last year I felt like I was getting just everyone with a, with a Yahoo account. I kept getting all these crazy spam emails yeah. from people. Uh, click this Joe from someone from a Yahoo account. That's been going on for like two years. I never click it. So 
is someone's either been trying or have already had done this or collected this information over the last two years. I feel like I've, I've seen that. Yeah, I've definitely seen, definitely seen it too. Um, so, but yeah, so now there's information on how to delete your Yahoo account. I mean, that's just not something a brand wants. Is you know a bunch of a bunch of app, you know stories on how to delete your Yahoo account. Yeah, I mean that's. Sad. I mean, but I, I think that <laughs> that is exactly what someone should do. They should right. delete the Yahoo account and yeah. start a Gmail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and now I think about. It, I don't know if I. I don't know if I even deleted my Yahoo account. I gotta do that shit. Hey, I definitely it's somewhere. I don't even think about it. But I, to be honest, I have a Yahoo account and I use that for. Wherever I want my spam stuff to go, I oh, yeah. use that. When, <laughs> I, sign account, up, when yeah. I sign up for an app, right. it's the Yahoo account. Yeah, that, <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. That's uh, so yeah. sad, though. I probably have like like three million unread emails on my Yahoo account. I gotta log in. I'm afraid to log in. My, my computer might blow up. <laughs> exactly. But uh, anyway, that's this is Man, Yahoo is doing bad, bad, bad. Like, like they need to change the name. Man. I don't know if they can. I don't know if they can save the brand. I don't know if they. Can, I mean, unless somebody tried to sort of reinvigorate and save the brand, I think the brand's just dead, right? Man. It's, it's synonymous with crap now. It's like, it, I don't know if they can revitalize Synony- that brand. Synonymous with who cares? I know. It's really, wow. That, they were up a high, too. High. Just like six, seven years ago, they were up pretty high. Anyway, um, moving on. This is this is one of the most interesting stories of the week for me. And this is something that, like, I thought about, and I was like, man, and I thought about it again. And then now, there's a story in... Um, on TechCrunch, which is sort of verifying what I've been thinking, which is uh, Netflix is people. They're talking about it's a, Netflix is probably it's not for sale. There's no there's no um, there's no um, no hint that it will ever be for sale. Although TechCrunch is predicting that it's inevitable that Netflix will be will be bought, and they're they're theorizing this that it's going to be Disney or Amazon or Apple. Um, and the reason why they're, they're saying this is they're just looking at the tea leaves, reading the tea leaves, that Disney's market cap is three times that of Netflix. Mm-hmm. And, and first of all, Netflix is valuable. These guys, Netflix is a genuine threat to all of these folks. Mm-hmm. Now, they could pull a Snapchat and say, and give double middle fingers to everybody. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, you can make them an offer. Maybe you make them an offer they can't refuse. And then and then they allows them to grow within this other thing. But look, listen, so Netflix, um, Disney's three times the market cap of Netflix. Amazon is worth eight times that of, of, of Netflix, mm-hmm. so they can definitely do that. Apple is 12 times the market cap of Netflix. Yeah. A- Apple could gobble it and keep it moving. Yeah. Like, no problem. Amazon can gobble it and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Disney can gobble it and keep it moving. But, like, Apple really could do it. And it makes the most sense of those three, the most sense for Amazon to do it. Because if Amazon acquired Netflix and they're a real, Amazon's already a coming, they're a real player. Why does it make more sense for Amazon over Apple or Disney? Well, I, I shouldn't say that. It because I, well, it doesn't. Make, it makes sense for all of them. First of all, I think it makes the most sense for um, Apple and Amazon because these are not these are uh, fledgling media companies that are really trying to, to get into the media business. Apple's right now in the hardware business and in the software business. Now they're they're, they're in the con- they're trying to get into the content. They're business, in the content right? business. Well, but not like they don't live and breathe in the content business like Disney. I'm- well, right. You mean content in, in in one iteration? I mean, they already have music. Content, right. I'm sorry. So, so in, in, in the in the in the uh, programming in the, in the feature film, right. uh, television. Okay. Uh, you know, con- content. That's what. It, that's what it, and so, uh, Apple. You know, they're already trying to do original programming. They're doing stuff on Apple Music. If right. they purchase Netflix and all of their original content and their and their machine that's already cranking out billions and millions of dollars, and spending billion, they're spending a billion plus a year on original content. Yeah, like 
Apple goes from you know just a one company to here in the game, one hundred percent. And and Amazon, who was really also trying to knock on the door of this, would surpass Apple instantly in 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 in, the, in this world and be really knocking on the door of HBO and and all these other companies like Netflix is. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I agree with you. I think that when you look at those three companies and who has the the potentiality to to, to gobble them up and be the most successful, I definitely think it's between Apple and Amazon because the strategy always for at least Apple, well, I would say for both for Amazon is not necessarily the content. The content right. is just to get people into the into the again the home the ecosystem so they can purchase the other things. Like Apple wants people to buy computers and Apple TVs and 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 phones and tablets. Amazon wants you to go buy you know the groceries and, and books and all that's everything exactly. So to be able to have the content as kind of like the, the 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 bait on hook to be able to reel them in to do other stuff. I think that that would be explosive. Right. And that's the thing that Netflix doesn't have. They don't have um, anything but content. Well, I was so, going to ask you why, why if you're Netflix, I'm putting you, I'm making you the CEO of Netflix, Achilles Shine. Why? First of all, would you do the deal ever? And then second of all, if you did, like, why would you? What, what's in it for you? Um, I think Netflix has to do something like that because the the propensity for Amazon, Apple, Facebook, um, YouTube to be able to be a Netflix one day is great. It's high. Like any like the te- because of technology and how how easier it is to 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 produce content like it kind of levels the playing field and so hey you're spending gobs of money for original content well apple could theoretically do the same thing and and theoretically do it better right so if that were to happen in the next few years like netflix may not be the prize place they might be just like whatever right so they have to look at it that way like we're hot now you may not be hot forever right so yeah, I, I don't know. So, also CEO Akili, uh, <laughs> looking looking at those three choices: Disney, Apple, uh, Amazon. Like, which they all coming to you with different? Like, they're all giving you a song and dance. You got all the offices. Which one are you going with? I would say, man, um, are you call, are, or, or are you calling Google? <laughs> I mean, or, or Facebook. I think I think a lot of people would be dissatisfied with my answer, um, but I, I think it would be Apple because they have. They have the, like you said, the, the 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 money reserves. They got the the bags of money, and I mean, I think it's a great segue into their hardware. You know, mm-hmm. you got the Apple TV. You know, you have you have your phone. Our dependency on on our phones and tablets, like to be able to have this this now this content platform integrated into that, I think is a perfect segue. Um, but you know, I think that I think. <laughs> What would what would what would be your answer? Ah, man, I don't know. I, I I think the I think the most attractive answer to me is probably Amazon, just because of the because of the potential of of being a part of that thing that that actually has every like you said has everything, and then you can really go really go head to head with not only Apple but go head to head with HBO and all these other content providers, and then and offer more. It's just it's just so, so interesting to me. Give me the reason why it's not Disney. Uh, for me, if I'm the CEO of Netflix, it's not Disney because. Because, because frankly, f Disney, <laughs> like forget Disney, like they, they, you know, I don't know. I mean, they, they but they're already carrying Disney, Disney, they're already acquiring Disney content. Yeah, so I'll just keep. They, I'm, I'm, they, they ain't gonna stop giving me their content, <laughs> like because I didn't, because they didn't let them buy me. Like okay. I already got them. Forget okay. them. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Well, uh, I do want to um, give a, a shout out to one, to one of our uh, strong partners, DraftKings. DraftKings. Um, and so I, I don't know how your fantasy football season is going. Terrible. Really? And what's that you say? Um, Your starting running back has already pulled both hamstrings, and your sleeper pick is still 
Uh, sleeping? All true. <laughs> well, it's not too late to save your season and win huge cash prizes at DraftKings.com. DraftKings is the destination for one-week fantasy football. That means no season-long commitments to bust and bench warmers. Never again will injuries have you combing the waiver wire at 2 a.m. Every week is a brand new season at DraftKings. Just pick your contest, draft your team, and follow the action live. Uh, renew old rivalries with friends and play them every week. Or try 50-50 contests where, where the top half of all entries actually win cash. Um, even if your current fantasy team is circling the drain, you can still win huge cash prizes at DraftKings. So, don't wait. Um, start your season at DraftKings.com now and use um, our code GEEK and play free with your deposit. Once again, that's code GEEK, G-E-E-K, to play free for your share of over $1 million in total yep. prizes. And uh, this weekend, only on DraftKings.com, and the el- el- eligibility restrictions may apply and see the site for details. Once again, that DraftKings.com, promo code GEEK. Boom. GEEK. Uh, I agree because here in week five or six, man, like it's uh, it's over. I want I need a fresh start. And DraftKings is the way to have a fresh start every week, so I'm gonna do that <laughs> again, again uh, and again, again and again. So um, moving on, like uh, back to Facebook, uh, Oculus, <laughs> Oculus is, is is doing something interesting. They uh, they're not having a gender op- a gender option on their on their on their avatars. So obviously, mostly things whether it's Facebook or Nintendo or Xbox One, when you sign in, you get you make your avatar. You can make it in your own image. You can make it you know they ask you want male or female. You kind of make it in your own image. What Oculus is kind of doing is not really doing that. They're letting you be kind of who you want to be or gender neutral. They're asking you for more more along the lines of how how long do you want your hair to be? How long do you want some other stuff to be? This is. Um, kind of saying in it's doing a few things it's saying in this world of oculus rift you can be whoever you want to be and also in this world of oculus rift it is sort of like a uh you know it's, it's a society where maybe that stuff doesn't doesn't matter it does matter um just don't try to get with nobody <laughs> this is, but anyway what do, you, what do you think of this, this is, um i i think that it's interesting interesting concept in the fact, in the real world, you know, we have all these lines of division and these demarcations and, and these boxes that everyone fits in. And so I think having this this fantasy world where, you know, all that is kind of nil or all that is kind of like er- eroded, right. I think it's interesting, you know, and just to see like how people engage and interact um, in that space and to be able to create your avatar and, and not really have have those those things that either can limit you or give you advantage like i think it's just an interesting concept i yeah. i would i would like to see you know what happens in the space and all that all that good stuff and if it if it is attractive in that sense but um i mean i think as a concept it's, it's an interesting conversation piece um you know, oculus rift is 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 like here and uh the playstation view is is here like are you excited about these things um playstation looks very interesting I mean, I'm excited about definitely the future of these things in the sense of you know having more op- more content opportunities. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we've been we've been discussing uh, virtual reality since since before Facebook grabbed Oculus. You mm-hmm. know, we've been on, on this on this train for a minute, and so I think now, like currently, like you know, having the having the hardware you know accessible and having having some content um, that we can engage in, I think is pretty cool. But I, I really like to see the usefulness of it. You know, with 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 film and and the things that we have an interest in, you know. So I think for me, I'll, I'll really be juiced about it when you know, as a filmmaker, as a producer, director, we're able to harness the technology and, and, and create even more captivating stories. And so that's what I look forward to. What about you? Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm actually more. I'm, I'm really interested about thinking about uh, Xbox 
um, just do the normal thing, which is in the halfway part of their lifespan, they drop the price of their Xbox One down to two ninety nine uh, in anticipation for the new Xbox, which will be launched, which I think is coming in next next year. And the question for me is. Is this going to be a virtual reality thing? Because you want the new PlayStation here and the Facebooks here. I mean, the Xbox ca- seems like they have to they announce, they announce some sort of thing. But I've, but I've heard nothing in the acquisitions. They're either, they're either very very tight lipped about it. So I'm very interested to see if this is uh, a trend that's going to take take over all console gaming. You know, including Nintendo and and Xbox. I wonder if, if when we think about console gaming, will it be exclusively headset? Um, you know. Um, Virtual reality based, or will we still be the, the sort of the active, passive other other way? So I, I, I'm not, I'm definitely interested. Uh, those PlayStation games look fun. I mean, I'm not a PlayStation guy, but it, I, it, it's kind of making me want to buy that PlayStation. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, man, I'm interested to see what you know what it looks like this year at E3. Yeah, and even um, CES, like you know how what they have, what a lot of these companies have coming out of the pipeline. I mean, I, I think that to, to the the question that you posited, I think that yeah, I, the video games and the experience on those platforms will be uh, virtual reality centric versus like yeah. the traditional, you know, hand hand the hands a remote um, play. So it's really scary. I just, I just, I, but I am slightly concerned about what this new virtual reality world and the proliferation of this. Um, will do to our children, and I'm just very curious about that because I, I think it kind of helps segue into our next story. But like, I don't know. Like, you already see kids who grow up on iPads, and you know, and who are just you know are able to navigate through iPads like quickly as as, as early as you know ten months. They're at pushing buttons and navigating through iPads and stuff. So, yeah. um, it, you know, which which is also could be a great thing. Yeah. But the, but the idea of you know kids. Um, my buddy raised kids. They play. They're building, playing Minecraft. Like, I, I don't know what the hell they're doing. And they're like building shit and playing shit. And they're, they're like, I, I think raised seven. Uh, no, it's like five. And they're building and like, so I, it's it's inconceivable to me. So, I, I don't. It's really amazing. I mean, it was sort of replacing the old Lincoln logs and erector sets that I had as a kid, which is a more tactile version of that. The point that I'm making is, when you go to virtual reality. And it's, again, it's it's active, active. What is this going to do for kids? Are we going to see a world of like a Wall-E? Are we gonna, is this going to make us smarter, dumber? Is it going to be a way to, to consume information, learn quicker, and get better reflexes? Or is this going to be a way to sort of make us fat and lazy? I don't know. I mean, I think every every medium of technology solves a problem, but also creates one. Yeah, so that's a good point. I think that it's going to do exactly uh, everything that you just said is going to do exactly that. It's going to it's going right. to mess us up and improve us at yeah. the same time. Because I mean, the, I, I, now this is my, my creative brain is going. You could do crazy immersive learning experience. You can go back in time, exactly. time machine. I'm, I'm, I'm going go back to the history, Civil War history class. Exactly. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And walk around and like experience things. Mm-hmm. Like that's like that's you know really a real tactile way of learning yeah. and, and experiencing how things went. Go back and listen to the Gettysburg Address. Real hot. Go mm-hmm. go go to the to the mall in Washington to hear uh, Dr. Martin Luther King's go free back last to the speech. Plantation. No bales. No, how many bales did I do? No, I'm not I didn't say that. I said no, get okay. the hacking. I'll get the hacking. I'll Matt Turner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's an experiential game. <laughs> yes, the Matt Turner experience. <laughs> Tell you, Bertha Nation should have had the virtual reality, dog. <laughs> yeah, that, that would have. Yeah, that would have went over really well in this class. Exactly. <laughs> um, but it's this, this, this kind of. Um, 
segues into our next story about China, and China is actually trying to pass a law that, to ban um, under eighteen gamings uh, after midnight. And the reason why is because it's a huge problem in China. China's got the China, you know, Chinese and the game. We talk about Chinese and hacking and Russian hacking. The thing about Chinese and the in the hacking is is one thing, but the gaming, the online gaming, the World of Warcrafts and all those things where you are are, are playing against each other. They've got a like three times as many of those types of games that we have, and the pop the popularity of them just by the pure numbers of Chinese people, the, the billion people there, uh, are insane. So you've got uh, things we have rooms of like a hundred plus kids like in the room, just you know, like LinkedIn playing each other, and and this is this is like the norm. And so, which what happens is you have these kids playing all night long. Uh, the average age between ten and thirty nine. Um, 20% of all gamers are aged 10 to 19. 20% of, of these gamers, of that billion kind of people, that's a lot of people. That's like all those weird numbers where you talk about China, you know, there, there's more, uh, you know, more NBA people, fans, yeah. you know, I mm-hmm. forget that stat. But yeah, like, there's more, more NBA fans in China than there are the entire population of the United States. Right, exactly. Right. So it's just if you extra- extrapolate that out, there are more gamers <laughs> from ages 10 to 19 than, than half the population of the United States. Or so I'm, I'm not making that stat up, but it's something like that and that's that's incredible so what's happening is you got these kids there's a, there's a photo here of these kids like all zonked out like in, <laughs> in the room like the room of like a thousand kids or whatever like kids are just zonked out playing this is a problem yeah, what do you think it, i mean it's definitely a problem um because i mean it, it unravels the productivity of the country you know having having their 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 young um able body and mind um potential workforce you know kind of kind of like paralyzed by by the video game and so i think you know that is problematic because i mean we've talked about on the show too like how social media how video games kind of has an addictive quality to it and so yeah you get lost in this experience and lost in this kind of like you're in this medium and you you forget about the world that's outside right and i mean that can be damaging to you know you you as a person and your your potentiality for growth it could be damaging to your family your community and it i mean it kind of just expands out so i think having <laughs> having these mandates like i mean you know in a way it is kind of helpful it's helpful yeah. when you think of it from, in, in a in a from a national perspective. You yeah, know? And that's I, how China works. Do you, Do you think that this is going to be something that comes over here? I mean, like, do you think that we're going to have like a mandate? No. Well, no, not not the mandate. I'm, I'm sorry. This, the 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 gamer culture of having like rooms full of kids, and we have. I think we already do. I mean, I mean, yeah, we do, but not like at that. Right? I mean, I mean, can, don't isn't there like huge competitions that, yeah. that happen here? Like, what's the difference? There's, I guess it's true. I guess it's just that it, that imagery of walking into a warehouse and just seeing. <laughs> Computer as far as the eye can see, and kids like zonked out. Like, <laughs> that that image is nuts to me. Uh, we got to get out of here, but I want to try to get to these last couple of stories. So this one I really want to get to. This is this is insane to me as a Star Wars fan and as a as a. Uh, so in okay, so I'm trying to unpack this very quickly. So in uh, so the po- the police in Queensland, uh, uh, in, in Australia or New Zealand, I can't remember if it's Queensland, but anyway, uh, Australia. So in Queensland, Australia, the police try to do a uh, kind of a joke, and this is. You know, where people say, uh, every time the police try to do like a, a, a photo op or a joke, it kind of goes wrong. Talk about them getting this wrong. There was a uh, photo of the police dressed, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. The police in Queensland dressed as stormtroopers, right? And, and, and locking up a Jawa and sort of saying like, uh, you know, uh, we're here, we're here, um, 
you know, uh, basically the police are the stormtroopers saying, we're here protecting you from the, from dark. the dark side, <laughs> you know, and uh, and no Jawas were harmed making this, no tax burger funds were used. And first of all, in Australia, this is all wrong. First of all, you know, the stormtroopers are the bad guys. They are the dark side. So, mm-hmm. if, so you know, having the police be the stormtroopers is not a good look. Second of all, the Jawas are not the bad guys. They're small, passive people. Some of the stormtroopers lock up the bad guys and being like, whatever. Third of all, Australia has their own police brutality issues with indigenous people, that their version of black folks there, you know, with aborigines and everything else. So, like, who who looks more like the aborigines and who looks more <laughs> like the white folks in that picture? And, like, and this brother's like, get them. Like, this is all wrong. Yeah, this is super, this is super bad, <laughs> super wrong, distasteful, disrespectful, all of the above. And yeah, like, I mean, from from like a from from a popular culture standpoint, like you, you don't even know the storyline. You're getting the storyline all messed up. Like like you said, that is the dark side. <laughs> how, ridiculous. How, how are you fighting against the dark side? Right. And then too, like it's just insensitive. It's just it's just insensitive. Like knowing that you know what's happening with policing globally, uh, but especially in in America and and even in Australia, as you alluded to, like to be able to have something like this, even though hey, it's 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 comical. Like it just it just doesn't it doesn't sit well with me. I don't like it. I don't yeah. like it. It's 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 it's. it's I'm offended as a Star Wars fan. I'm offended as a as a person of color. I'm offended as a human being. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's offensive. Like, exactly. So get, get stay away from my Star Wars police. That's all I gotta say. Man. Um, uh, moving forward, I want to skip to this last one. I just want to talk really quickly and hit on these uh, five most anticipated Marvel movies in the next few years. Marvel seems to have been a little dormant. You know, Mar- Marvel seems to have been a little quiet. They dropped, uh, you know, Civil War, and then they kind of dipped out for all of 2016. They had they had a very minimal presence at Comic Con with Black with Black Panther and Doctor Strange is coming up pretty soon. But there, but but in 2007, but 2017 through 18. They're, they're coming with that shit. They're coming with the heat. So, I mean, just to sort of them with a few, um, Ant-Man and the Wasp. I mean, Ant-Man was a huge success. They're adding the Wasp. Uh, you know, that's going to that, that, that's gonna be dope. We can talk about that. Um, Captain Marvel. People don't know about Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel is a very, very popular, very extremely well-written book from uh, Marvel. And, it's, and, and this one's going to be starring my girl Brie Larson, who can do no wrong, in my opinion. She's the dopest. I'm really excited about that, what they're going to do with that. Um... Spider-Man Homecoming, we got a good look at Spider-Man in the Avengers movies, I mean, in the Captain America Civil War movies, so that's good to see that new guy. Of course, they're ranking, they're ranking these. Black Panther's coming. We, uh, we've talked about Black Panther, Michael B., uh, you know, Michael B. Jordan, Lupita, uh, our boy um, Kugler is directing, um, so we can't, can't meet you know, Ch- Chadwick Boseman. And then Avengers Infinity War, which is going to have everybody doing the thing, and this is not counting um, Guardians of the Galaxy Chapter 2. What do you think about all these movies? Man, I mean, sign me up for all of them. I think that, I mean, the, the, the slate for the next few years is going to be incredible. Yeah. Like, we talk about the last one, like, that. I mean, that one take, takes the cake thus far, and like, to have, you know, I'm really excited about Black Panther, but all these other ones in the ensemble, I think, is going to be amazing. Not so excited about Spider-Man. Wow. Um, okay. It's not. I don't know. It's not, I think, something I, about it that's just not, you know, resonating with me. But, you know, all the other ones seem pretty, pretty dope. I think I'm the least excited about, for whatever reason, I'm the least excited about Infinity War. Hmm. I just don't know. I think those movies seem to be just so loud and giant to me. Right. Like, it, it's, 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 it's kind of the novelty of seeing all the heroes in once. Like, it's kind of, I'm kind of 
over it because you don't have enough time to really get into these stories. Uh, if I had to rank these on my personal thing, I think Black Panther number one for me. Yeah, 100%. Um, uh, Captain Marvel number two, Spider-Man number three, Ant-Man and Wasp number four, and then Avengers number five. And then and the last thing before we get out of here, are you excited about Doctor Strange? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, the trailer is off, off the hook. Um, super dope, super fresh. You don't um, think uh, my man's bite, biting a little Christopher Nolan? I mean, I mean, like, it, I mean, it looks that way. I mean, it looks yeah, that way, it looks but like, I mean, I'm not mad at it. I'm like, okay. you, you don't like Christopher Nolan. Like, I'm not. I'm oh not, no, I like Christopher wait, Nolan. <laughs> well, you always say he always has these dark blah 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 blah. I, mean, I, I, I like he, he is. I mean, he is a little dreary, and uh, and it's a little. It's definitely little, like you have to. It's just I don't know. But I, I always like that because you know it's just, he's has an intellectual approach. Yeah. Like I mean, I heard someone say like he, he takes genre movies and sends them off to Stanford. Yeah. So like the genre movies and it makes you think about them. But him, Christopher Nolan, shit. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, from like I said, from the trailer, this movie looks crazy. Yeah. Like just in terms of the, the effects and just like visually, it just looks spectacular. And right. So I'm I'm really engaged to see you know the storyline and how they executed, but. Yeah, man. I mean, Marvel. Marvel is the number one franchise. Yeah, of, of everything of all time. Like, they, I mean, they're killing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Killing it. I think they're gonna really drop the the, the, the Thor's hammer. The hammer man, on I DC. think it's already been dropped. Well, I mean, DC's got stuff coming. Wonder Woman's coming. Looks good. You know, Justice League trailer looked interesting. Yeah, look, yeah. At, look at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look at that. the Batman. So directed by Ben Affleck. You know, okay. looking good uh, with with Deathstroke. I mean, if you know, we, if we put if we put them all the movies in a column, like I think I think Marvel's column would be way longer of success. Yeah, okay, and, and, and don't even, I mean, and it, you're more of a DC guy, right? I'm a DC diehard, but they're really killing me with the DC oh, right. stuff right oh, now. Right. But I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm just rooting. I'm just a DC, and not just that. Yo, TV and film, Marvel's killing them. They're killing yeah. them. What? You know, Agent Carter's not getting with Luke Cage. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Well, that's it for us today. Thank you very much for listening and, and checking us out. Uh, we didn't want to talk about any movies. It's not really. We, we, oh, we didn't get a chance to talk about Breath of a Nation at all. Uh, we talked a little bit about that, but maybe we can get into that next week. Uh, you didn't. You know, kind of. Pre- it premiered to like lackluster oh, box man. office. Oh. And and they're already like they're already putting a shovel over it and burying it as Oscar hopes before it even gets off the ground. Um, but we can talk about that a little bit next week. And Girl, on on a train. Girl on a train. Girl on a train looks like a, Steve. My Steve Barry saw it and said, "It's a lifetime movie." That's what he said. It's a lifetime movie, Joe. Oh, anyway, man. that's my bad English accent. Right. Uh, we'll see you next week. We'll talk about some movies and some other stuff. Uh, where can people find you? Yeah, they can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Akili Shine, A K I L I S H I N E. And where can they find you? You can find my Snapchat at Joe K Braz. And uh, at JK Braz and on Instagram and Twitter at Joe K Braswell. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at BlackHollywoodLive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram me at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood be defined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.